0: Over the past 20 years, 217 people have died following an encounter with San Diego area law enforcement. Like the rest of the country, black Americans are killed by police more frequently than white Americans. San Diego police and other departments in the county have been under increased scrutiny following the death of George Floyd and the subsequent protests. The demonstrations shine a spotlight on a long-running series of tensions between law enforcement and communities of color whose residents say they are overpoliced. For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego News Fix. Terry Figueroa, you're on the public safety team for the Union-Tribune, and you've been covering this issue for several years. So when you look at the kind of broad strokes and all of these deaths that have occurred in the past 20 years, what are some of the most common threads or trends that you see?
1: Well, um, far and away, the, the most common way that a person um, would die in a law, uh, an encounter with law enforcement would be um, by firearm. They would be shot. Um, mm-hmm. There are a small, like, I mean, we're talking like 86%. There's a smaller amount, about 7% is um, restraint-related sort of deaths. And typically, when we look at these, we um, often are just looking at the, the shootings portion of this. But for this, we, we looked at everything that was considered a homicide, which doesn't mean an intentional killing. It just means a killing at the hands of another.
0: Mm-hmm. So this is broader than just the kind of usual officer-involved shooting. Like this is a, a broader look than we've done in the past, right?
1: That is correct, yes. And we also mm-hmm. went back 20 years. We looked at 20 years worth of data for this mm-hmm. one.
0: And when you uh, did all the research uh, with several of the members of the U.T., what were you kind of hoping to get across here? Because this is a thorny issue. It's something that we know happens relatively routinely. So why did you decide to cover this story in this way?
1: It wasn't really trying to get at anything other than what do the numbers say? What mm-hmm. are the numbers? What, you know, how often are people dying in, in you know, these encounters? Um, how are people dying in these encounters? Um, what, let's look at the racial disparities, let's look at age, um, and even gender. It turned out that of the 217 people, only nine were women. Mm-hmm. Uh, about a third of them were in their 20s. Um, we also found that there was some, some racial disparities. We found um, when comparing the numbers of people who were um, died, in law enforcement encounters with that population size in the census. Um, for example, about 14.7% of the people who died were um, black. But in San Diego County, the portion of the population that is black people is only about 4.4%. Mm-hmm. And so we, we looked at, at that sort of a thing. Now, police were, were, were very, very, um, Uh, they pushed back a lot on on that sort of a comparison. They said that that is absolutely an inaccurate way to look at this, that census data does not show um, really the encounters. And also they, you know, they were, they were very clear that these broad numbers don't take into account specific incidents and and what happens in each of these incidents. Mm -hmm. There there were several times um, in so many. I mean, gosh, of the 217 people, um, 69 of them themselves had a firearm. And, mm-hmm. and you know, there have been gun battles with police. There was, um, gosh, there was the, the, the incident at University City in 2017 um, with the gentleman at the, the pool party who mm-hmm. started shooting people. Um, and he also shot at police when they arrived, too. So... It's not just you know they're targeting someone. We didn't we didn't find that. We didn't go looking for that. We just wanted to see what the data showed us, and that's all mm-hmm. we did. was look at the numbers.
0: Hmm. And about how frequently is someone someone dies after having an encounter with police? Like kind of year by year, what's what do the numbers say?
1: So, um, two thousand and five was the high. That was um, twenty people died that year, including. Um, three men, three Latino men in the span of five days in the city of Vista. Um, that actually prompted a tremendous community concern and uh, a look at officer-involved shootings in this county. Um, in the time since, we've really seen that number drop. Though, gosh, I think it was 2017, we had um, a high of about 15 and last year, we were at four. So mm-hmm. um, there's there's really, um, we're not seeing it in the numbers that we did.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it makes sense, because overall, violent crime has decreased. And this is a part of that violent crime. So it doesn't make sense that, you know, in the past decade or so, there wouldn't be as many gun battles, for instance. Right.
1: And, and you know, in in so many of these cases, the other the person who died did have the, some sort of a, of a weapon. Um, mm-hmm. I Gosh, the, the number's escaping me, but it was it was like 85%, I wanna say. Um, whether it was a gun or a knife or a, a crossbow, we had that um, armed with a chain, a brick, a shovel. Um, so we've had, people are, are armed, I wanna say 86%, percent 85 86 percent of the time too
0: Mm -hmm. and when comparing san diego to other cities uh, how do we compare like what um comparisons you choose to put in the story
1: so we wanted to to look at so we looked at 20 years of data the los angeles times had also recently looked at 20 years of data um what they found was we had 217 they had 886 which um was basically four times the amount of what we had Ballpark. Um over that same 20-year period as a county they are three times our size. They had mm-hmm. four times the fatal encounters.
0: Mhm. Interesting. And can you walk us through what police has to do following a death in in custody kind of like it's a shootout or you know someone passes out from a restraint and it ultimately dies. What are the steps that police have to take to kind of be accountable for that death? Can you walk us through that process?
1: Well, they, there is absolutely an internal investigation. Um, they, many departments will have their homicide uh, units investigate when there is um, even an officer involved shooting that, that is not fatal. Um, mm-hmm. So there will be that investigation. They will also, um, Share their findings with the district attorney's office, and the district attorney looks at each of these these encounters um, to determine if there was any criminal liability um, for the the officer. Um, in the the twenty years that we've looked at, there was all, all of them thus far that have been uh, investigated, and the investigation is complete. They've all been uh, found justified. Mm-hmm.
0: Certainly. And uh, over the past month, since the protests uh, came out of the killing of uh, George Floyd, there's been lots of more discussion about de-escalation, getting police to, you know, wait a bit before they use their weapons. How are police supposed to act now? What's the current status quo in San Diego for when police are supposed to use deadly force?
1: Until January 1st, it was that police um, could use... um, force when it was reasonable, when, it, when a reasonable officer um, it, it felt that force was needed. Now it, the standard is higher. Um, the legislature changed this as of January 1st. It's necessary. The force has to have been necessary to use. Mm-hmm. And that actually made California one of the um, the highest, most strictest standards in the nation with that, that change. And that was actually written by um, San Diego Uh, legislator and signed into law last year.
0: Mm -hmm. Certainly. And after all of these protests and these ongoing discussions of defunding the police, of redirecting money to other, you know, officers that may deal with something without having a gun on them, what do you see as the next step? Because we had the carotid restraint get banned. Is there anything that you expect in the coming weeks to change? Or do you think we're just in the kind of next phase of the status quo when it comes to reforms to how people are policed?
1: Well, they're definitely talking. Um, the city council and the board of supervisors, San Diego city council, and the board of supervisors each have um, items coming up where they're going to talk about um, possible reforms within the departments. Um, there's definitely the carotid happened and that happened right after the protests started, that Mm -hmm. was um, San Diego police chief uh, came forward and said, we are no longer going to use this very controversial restraint. And within two days, every major law enforcement um, agency in the county had come on board with that. And by the end of the week, Governor Newsom said no more carotid uh, training, no more Mm -hmm. training uh, for the carotid restraint. So there's definitely talks on the table. One thing that could be up on the the ballot in November is um, the creation of an independent policing commission to to review police um, incidents. And Mm -hmm. uh, that would be a, if if it happens Um, right now, the plan is that would be uh, a body with some teeth. They would be able to have maybe subpoena power Um, and they would be able to look at uh, and review use of force incidents. So Mm -hmm. that's definitely something that is a real possibility and and is being talked about right now. could be on the November ballot. Mm -hmm.
0: And also you've been covering law enforcement for some time after this month. Have you noticed any sort of tone shift or change in the way the police are also acting and also how they're, you know, communicating with journalists? Have you noticed any change there?
1: Um, I, my relationship with them is, is, you know, the same. It's been, it's, Mm -hmm we're absolutely respectful. And, and, um, yeah, I, I, I don't really see any.
0: Certainly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of makes sense, especially with, uh, the daily reporting that would more or less say the same while changes are likely to come from a leader. Like for instance, what Neslight did with the of restraint, it's going to come from the top down, not, uh, you know, the people we speak to day to day.
1: Well, please are very, I mean, you know, they say, look, we, we look at these things all the time. We, we, we evaluate, um, our use of force and we evaluate, um, th- these things are not static. We are always looking mm-hmm. at this and, and definitely I do think that the departments are looking.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's certainly And these 217 deaths over 20 years, they're also very unique and in specific incidents. So there's, you know, only so much kind of broad brush you can do, but it does show that police do have this deadly power and they do occasionally use it.
1: Yeah, and and that's why we as a society um, monitor them, and and that's why we looked at the data. This was just simply a look at the data. This wasn't to mm-hmm. um, point any fingers or anything. This was just what what do we see here in San Diego? What is, what's happening? What's What's been happening for the last 20 years? What is the reality? What do the mm-hmm. numbers tell us? And that was the reason for this, this look.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, Terry Figueroa, thank you so much.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: In other news, For a second straight day, San Diego saw new COVID-19 case totals higher than 300 and positive test rates significantly higher than those observed in more than a month, causing health officials to ask for increased community discipline around social distancing and use of face coverings. An additional 302 cases were reported Monday, with 310 announced Sunday, a single-day record in the pandemic thus far. For the past week, the county health department has downplayed increased numbers of positive test results, noting that technical glitches have delayed the receipt and therefore the reporting of novel coronavirus results. Meanwhile, there are signs of increased viral transmission in the county. For the fifth straight day Monday, county officials said San Diego has continued to surpass the trigger threshold of seven or more community outbreaks in a seven-day period. Local epidemiological investigations identified three more outbreaks, defined as three or more cases from different households with a common exposure location, on Sunday, bringing the total to 10. That number will drop to seven on Tuesday as three outbreaks detected on June 16th fall out of the county's seven-day trigger window, provided that additional outbreaks were not detected Monday. Thank you for listening to the San Diego News Fix. If you're curious about how Greater San Diego is working toward building a new future after pandemic and protests, listen to the UT's Luis Cruz on Together San Diego. Every weekday afternoon, join in on conversations with activists, nonprofits, and companies who are figuring out ways this moment can change San Diego for the better. Listen in on Facebook. For a guide to all of our live streaming programming, check out the schedule on uniontrib.com. Until next time.